Hello and welcome to Culture Check, the Tailgate Society podcast. Please check the tailgatesociety.com and subscribe to Tailgate Society podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Arnold Woods and I'm joined as always by Emily Cornell and returning to us today as part of our recasting series, Aaron Wall. How are y'all doing uh, today? Good. Good. Glad to be back. This is the last one was fun. So glad to be doing it again. Same. It I was really fun. enjoyed it. Yeah, that was fun. It's, I, it's fun talking about movies with y'all. You know, Emily and I have done, we've done books, we've done movies, we've done albums. So um, this one is just kind of special. I've, I've really liked last week's. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. Tonight we're doing Mean Girls. We kind of teased it at the end of our Trading Places podcast. We're doing Mean Girls, 2004 movie. Pretty iconic movie uh, directed by Mark Waters. Screenplay by Tina Fey came out in 2004. I wanted to talk to us all about this one because I think this is one that we all have a, 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 a relationship to. I know for Trading Places, um, Emily had, had to kind of catch up on that one, but like Mean Girls is pretty big in our generation. And uh, for me, I might have mentioned this in the last pod, but so the movie was released in 04. It was released in... I want to get the exact date right. April of 04, which would have been like the tail end of my freshman year of high school. And this is like the ultimate, you know, this is the movie that a lot of people consider to have revived the the high school genre, right? Kind of after the, like the mid to late nineties. And it's, it's certainly in the, in the lineage of a movies like, you know, Clueless and Heathers and um, American Pie, kind of like a watered down version of those um, as far as like explicit content. Um, still pretty biting commentary about high school and the social cliques that form and and how teenagers kind of navigate their through their experience. But I wanted to um, kind of get your perspectives on that. I'll start with Emily. How old were you when this movie came out? And what did you kind of, what's your relationship to this movie? This movie came out when I was 11. So I did not see it when it came out. I probably saw it within like a year or two of it coming, like within the next couple of years, because I watched it so much in high school and Mean Girls might be one of the few movies where I could probably quote a good portion of the movie um, and quote it on the regular to people. And it's always a little disappointing when it's like the, when Regina George is like, boo, you whore to Karen, like, Someone has to have seen it for that to be funny. Otherwise, it's very offensive um, to just say that to people. But like enough people, enough millennials like get it because they've seen it. And so I think it's just one of those movies that like all of us have seen. I think almost like any guy I've dated has seen it. It's not like it was a, oh, only women watch this. Only girls were into this in high school. Like everyone saw this movie. Yeah, I agree. This is definitely one that was... Um, I think it spoke to everyone, you know, it's regardless of gender um, and we can talk a little bit later about the gender politics of the movie, but like, this was definitely not um, a girl's movie, despite the, um, the title and, you know, the main characters are all women, but this is something that I think everyone related to. And it's certainly when you talk about the the lines, how quotable they are and how big that was, um, it was just like a moment. It was a huge moment. And for me, I was 15 when it came out. Um, again, tail end of my first year of high school. And this was just like our movie. It was the, the high school movie for people who were in high school at the time. Um, 
we had a relationship with Lindsay Lohan. Um, for me, like, at least like Parent Trap, that was a big movie for me when I was a kid. So um, this was kind of like the next next stage of her evolution. And it kind of just like really put her like kind of shot her to the top of the um, the A-list in a sense. And I remember also the fact that Tina Fey had written the movie um, she was big on SNL at the time. So like that was definitely a big talking point. So yeah, this was just like a really big movie for people of, of our age. Aaron, what about you? I think that you had mentioned that you were, you had started teaching high school at this point. So like, what was your, what, oh, what was yeah. your, so you said yeah. a- April of 2004. Yeah. Um, somewhere about that time I was given my, uh, a pink slip from my third year of teaching at uh, Iowa high school. Uh, so I was looking for new jobs because the, the two schools had merged, which happens, you know, with small schools in rural Iowa these days. Um, and I was the low man on the totem pole. So I was, <laughs> I was out of a job when this came out basically. Um, so it wasn't really something that I caught at the time. Um, and I don't, and I mentioned it last time, I don't think I had ever sat and watched the whole movie until we decided to do it for this pod. I knew about the movie. I knew some of the scenes from the movie um, because they are very much in the zeitgeist. Um, you know, stop trying to make fetch happen and stuff. I mean, there's some quotes and stuff that I knew. Um, but that was my relationship to this movie before we stop so or before we started to do it so um i'm glad we did it uh it was an enjoyable movie but we'll get more into that as we go any like specific things stick out to you when we talk about i mean this is just this is the definition of an iconic movie it's like a classic movie for this you know the last probably 20 years or so um any like moments or parts of the movie that stick out to you that you think of when you think of this movie for me i i guess uh I definitely think of uh the trick that Katie pulls on Regina George with like the butter it's butter a carb and like kind of which is like super problematic right it's like she's trying to like lose weight and she like basically sneaks her this food that you know this she tells her it's like a health bar when it's not like that type of like, that's the first thing I think of when I think of this movie. Um, and really just the Regina George character in general, um, which we'll get into when we talk about the casting, but what about y'all? Like, what are some of the, what do you think of most when you think about this movie? Um, yeah. Cause it's fresh for me. Um, the part that I think really stuck out to me is when they go through all the different clicks, um, you know, that's really relatable. I think every, I don't care how old you are. That's been the case in high school forever. Um, there's always the groups and uh, those people that can, you know, cross groups and be friends with everybody, but there are definite groups. Um, that was super relatable in that, in the movie uh, for me when I saw that. And then uh you know, you're right about the, well, what's the word? Cattiness, I guess, maybe with the 
between the girls. Um, I have an 11 year old daughter <laughs> right now. So uh, starting to see some of that kind of stuff, which made it really kind of hit home a little bit more for me because she's now a sixth grader into middle school and it starts picking up at this point. Um, yeah. So um, I, I kind of was using the movie as a bit of an education as well for me personally. I wish my parents had done that. Um, Cause when I watched this movie, so I was homeschooled until eighth grade. And so mean girls came out before that happened. But, and so, you know, she was homeschooled, but living in Africa, it's like a very different dynamic than being homeschooled in Colorado Springs, but a lot of kids are. And then I went to a high school that was full of other homeschooled kids and so that like opening scene where she's like, oh yeah, like, you know, not, not what you think of like a homeschool kid where it's the kid who's like, and on the seventh day, God made the Remington rifle. And it's like, so I think of that, just like that opening when she introduces herself, because I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think it was funny the first time I saw it. Like the way I think it's funny now that I like have seen other homeschool kids where I'm like, no, like, this is all chill. It's nice. You like do your schoolwork in the morning. You do fun stuff in the afternoon. No, that's not it. There are like various types of homeschool kids. And so like that part just is something I think of because it really relates to my own life. Um, and I wish my parents had like been like, Oh, right. People are terrible in high school and you're also going to get bullied, but this isn't, it's too late now. Um, (laughs) I think of the Christmas scene and I think of it being like Mean Girls is kind of a Christmas movie. If Die Hard's a Christmas movie, Mean Girls is a Christmas movie. Well, you raise an interesting point about the relatability of it. Um, Aaron, you, you kind of got into it a little bit. Like, can, do you, you and Emily, I guess, but do you, find the movie relatable like what parts of the movie do you actually connect to your own high school experience um yeah um there are parts of it that are that are definitely relatable um like i said the the click part for sure for me um i moved to iowa from missouri um so not a homeschool situation but going into a new school Uh, was relatable, you know, where everybody's already kind of in a group and you got to try to find your place that, that was relatable. Um, and then just some of the mean shit people did to each other for, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that and, and it goes in all directions. It's like nobody at that age is perfect and everybody's going to do something horrible at some point. Um, and I think every, almost every character in the movie did something awful to somebody at one point or another, um, which is, you know, pretty accurate. And uh, surprisingly, this is our second Christmas movie, if you want to think about Trading Places as a Christmas movie, too. It's, we're just getting ready for the holiday season. But I wonder, since you were a teacher, like do you see it from like the teacher perspective also where they're like obviously overworked? And I mean, Miss Norbury is like working two jobs and like, it's just a lot. Do you, do you kind of relate to any of that? Or do you feel like that's just kind of like, it was written to be comedic relief? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, I mean, you know, it's a whole nother 
podcast to talk about some of the completely ridiculous and hilarious things we saw as teachers. Um, you know, um, but yeah, to, to an extent I can, could relate, um, you know, as, you know, I was in a high school athletic director for three years. So the, the whole role of the principal and having to talk to, to kids, I taught, believe it or not, um, sex ed um, to middle schoolers. And my administration at the time believed that it would be a good idea to separate boys and girls. So I had a class full of eighth grade girls. I was a 25-year-old male teacher. Um, so you can imagine how that went some days. Um, you know, so yeah, there's, there's definitely looks on faces of the teachers at times and stuff where I'm like, yep, yep. I know exactly what they're thinking right now. That honestly sounds like a nightmare. Like I don't even like any, just in general teaching sex ed to middle schoolers. Like that just sounds like an honestly, like a nightmare. It, it was pretty rough because, uh, what they thought they knew was so wrong so often. It was, uh, it was difficult. <laughs> did you tell them, like, if you have sex, you're going to die, like in the movie? Or did you, were you a little bit more, like, no, nuanced no, than that? No, we were, we were more focused on how everything works and what I was doing, the anatomy. And mm -hmm. um, we leaned a lot more on just basic science. Um, you know, how, how's, the, how's this work? How's that work? you know, why does this happen, you know, stuff. Um, so I wasn't pushing any kind of a personal opinion on it. It was just facts out of the book, mostly. Because even that stuff, junior high kids were so wrong. So wrong so often. <laughs> it's, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was a, it was a difficult situation. Well, I think the part of the movie that I identify most with is kind of going back to what you both said in terms of like, you try to just survive that time socially. And if you can get into any clique, it doesn't have to be the cool clique, but if you have like a group of people that you connect with and that you can rely, excuse me, rely on to be your friends and you kind of just navigate that space together. And if you don't have that, like it just makes that time a lot more difficult. So, um, you know, that that aspect of the movie I, I certainly related to. And then I don't know, it, it's you're you're usually not going to get everyone in the gym and have everyone like hash out their differences like they do in the movie. Right. Like that that usually doesn't happen. But, you know, you can dream, I guess, like that has to be like the cinematic part of, of the movie, because in reality, it's mostly just people, the people who keep to themselves, keep to themselves, the people who are. Um, more outgoing, do what they do. And at the end of the day, it's just everyone just trying to survive. So, and also I think that this movie has just kind of, it found like a new life through its means, right? Like Emily was talking about like Boo You Whore and Aaron, you mentioned like Stop Trying to Make Fetch Happen. Like the gifts, the memes, the social media aspect of the movie, I think is is really big as well. And so that's, kind of introduced it even to a, a younger generation than the three of us. So just a really fascinating 
um, iconic movie. And I'm, I'm excited to get into the into the casting parts of it. Let's let's jump right into to that. Uh, the Katie character, who we said again, played by Lindsay Lohan, really took her to um, another level of fame. I think that I had read once that she actually read for Regina George at first. I think that was the role that she wanted to play, but she ended up getting cast as Katie, who was their main character, as as Emily said, homeschool kid. You know, a significant part of the movie is kind of like fish out of water, right? It's at least the first half is like her kind of being thrown into this high school environment after being homeschooled in a different country on a different continent. And so a lot of the comedy arises from that. But for this, for this character, I needed someone who could portray like the, the wide eyedness of being new into that situation, but she also has to turn right. Like as the movie progresses, she has to become the leader of the plastics eventually. And so you need an actress with like a lot of range, I think. So let's start with Emily. Who did you pick for for Katie? I picked Lana Condor. She was in To All the Boys I Loved Before and all all three of the movies. They're on Netflix. Check them out. They're great. She's great. Um, And I thought of her from like that, you know, very innocent, like fish out of water, right? But then she was on a show on sci-fi that wasn't really good like i watched a couple episodes and i was like no well this is kind of a garbage show but she is like very fun in this she's playing like this it was like a murder show not like a murder show there was lots of killing on this show it was like an action show it was too much for me um it was a little too graphic and she like played a hard character so i was like well she could like do this and she like looks young it like looking at mean girls like looking back i'm like all of these women are like almost in 30 in this movie that i mean Lindsay lohan i think was like 19 but like everyone is like not young but we're like yeah this seems appropriate this is how kids in high school look no it really is not like if i went to high school that with any of these people maybe in high school i'd be like wow how do they look like this now i'm like wow you look old not like elderly, but like you don't belong in a high school, like unless you're teaching. Um, so yeah, Lana Condor is my pick in a long-winded roundabout way. That's a great pick. She's um I knew her first from the X-Men movie that she played Jubilee in, where she was only in there for a little bit. But then I saw I haven't seen the sequels, but I've seen the first um to all the boys I've loved before, and she's great in it. Great movie. She's just very like she she's reserved, but she's also she has to play like someone who is not confident in a lot of ways, but she's confident in who she is. So kind of like that that mix is is really good, and I think that that translates really well to Katie. Um, I went with Zendaya in the Katie role. I'll give a spoiler. My I did an all black cast for this, which was a challenge but it was something that really excited me. Really, there was only one character who was a real big challenge, and I'll talk about that character when we get to them. But, um, yeah, Zendaya, she just, she, the Katie character has to hold the center of the movie. And Zendaya is like 25, but she's playing like, um, she's playing a high schooler in Euphoria, and she holds that show together. That show, I have various thoughts on that show, but her acting talent just like shines through on that show. She's really phenomenal. And 
as the the center of the of the entire ensemble. And that's what Katie has to be. She has to be the center of the ensemble. And she has to, you know, the actress has to have a lot of range. And that's Zendaya to uh, to a T to me. So I went with Zendaya. Um, Aaron, who did you go with? All right. So this is where you guys are going to find out how old I am, for sure. Because the very first person Emily said I had to look up. I mean, once I saw her, I was like, okay, I've seen her before. But I was like, oh, this is how this whole whole pod's going to go. Um, but I, I did the same thing I did before. I kind of couple options. Um, first one I, I thought of was, and I apologize if I butcher any names or anything, because uh, I'm old. But uh, Amanda Sternberg. Um, and then the other option I thought of was, uh, was it? Millie Bobby Brown. Is it Millie? Is that right? Um, both people I recognize, both people I knew, obviously, um, from other other things, but I actually went ahead and picked Amandla. I think she can play that, you know, at times, especially early in the movie, very innocent looking, that wide-eyed, um, you know, per, uh, Katie character. And uh, you really don't have to change your backstory at all to do it. Um, and I don't think you have to for any of these picks. But, you know, I, I thought about that, too, when I was looking at it. I mean, it flows right into what, what was already there. A good pick, uh, a name that will come up later in, in this podcast again. Uh, no, you know her as Rue from the Hunger Games series. She was also in The Hates You Give. Um, great actress. Definitely a rising talent, and a, a definitely someone who I, I think could hold the center of this movie. So that's a that's a really good pick. Let's go to Regina George. What a character! Um, you know, arguably as iconic, maybe probably more iconic of character than Katie is. And when you talk about like, um, you know, the actors being older than high school, I mean, certainly Rachel McAdams. She had to have been like twenty six when she did this movie. Um, but she's just incredible and it's someone that has to be it's a very biting character it's a very like um a character who has to have like a a, a dominant personality and you know regina george is just just incredible cinematic creation and rachel mcadams kills it in the movie so aaron wants you let us know who you picked for regina george Sure. Um, so I had uh, thought about, and and I always had to look people up as I thought about it to see how old they were, <laughs> for sure. Because I was trying to keep everybody like twenty five and under, um, as much as I could. Um, I did the same thing. So um, I thought Annie Taylor Joy could play that character probably, and do a good job of it. But ultimately, I went with Bella Thorne. Um, I think she can can pull that, you know, snotty personality off, and and have the right look for that that spot too. That's a good shout. I like the Anya Taylor Joy shout too. Um, she kind of almost looks like Rachel McAdams a little bit, as I imagine them. Um, in my mind, but yeah, Bella Thorne, I think could play that dominant personality pretty well. Um, I like that pick. 
That's a good pick. Um, Emily, what about you? I went with Ariana Grande because I was like, well, who is someone that's just like fabulous? Regina George is like pretty fabulous. Um, And so kind of going through the other picks that I had, like all of them at some point, I was like, well, would they be the right fit for Regina George? And eventually I'm like, no, this would be someone who... I liked her on Scream Queens, even though she was kind of like very minimal on it. And like, she's been on shows. I've not watched the shows other than Scream Queens that she's been in. But overall, I feel like she just like has that like look where she could be um, Regina George. And she looks very young. She does. Do we know how do you, how old is Ariana? Grande? She's like twenty eight. She's like my yeah. age. Twenty eight. Like, okay. Because because she's wow. coming back up in a little bit too. Okay. <laughs> baby face. Yeah. She does. Yeah. She looks very young. I would have guessed like twenty three or twenty four. So, um, yeah, that's wild. No, that's a good pick though. That's a good pick. And I think that you know she has a lot of baggage associated with her in a good way, not in a bad way, but like she is kind of like this. She's like one of the biggest stars in the world. So when you talk about someone who has to kind of like fill the room up with their personality, I think that she would do a, a good job with that. Um, I went with Yara Shahidi from Blackish, from Grownish. Um, I think that she could really sink her teeth into this. She's never really played a role like this before, but I think that if given the opportunity, she would she would kill it. And um, she's you know she has to you know she did the Grownish spinoff. She went from being a supporting character on Blackest to like having to carry her own TV show. Excuse me. And I think that she's done a good job with that. I don't watch uh, Grownish a lot. I've seen a few episodes though. And I think she's really talented. And I think that given the opportunity, I I try to find a mix of people who I think would be good at it because they've played roles like that before. And then also someone who, if given the chance, I think would kill it. And she falls more into the latter category for me. So I went with uh, Yara Shahidi. Let's do Gretchen, um, the sort of like, um, kind of like the lackey character, like the, you know, the person who is like Regina's first in command, but, you know, she tries to get up from under Regina in a sense, but she's also like her personality is very tied to Regina. Um, Emily, who'd you go with for, for Gretchen? Bringing back Yara Shahidi. I thought she would be a fun Gretchen because while Gretchen is kind of like the number two to Regina, she has substance and she like has motivations. They are to like be more like Regina, but in her own way. I mean, she's a well-off, like she's a wealthy character in this. Her dad is the inventor of toaster strudel. And so they had to be someone who is like still like a good presence, but like, next to someone else and be like, oh, okay, I can bring it back in without it, like still showing the discomfort where there's like that power struggle, um, but still kind of being like, okay, well, I'm going to do what I'm told until it's time to talk about stabbing Caesar. A great pick. Yeah, she's, she's someone who would be a good supporting character. And I think also allow her, you know, there's a little bit of comedy, kind of like unintentional comedy with that character. And I think that Yara would do that well. So that's a really good pick. Um, Aaron, who did you go with? This, this one was hard for me um, because it's a very, it's really kind of a subtle role. I mean, there's a bit of scene stealing here and there, but overall they're just kind of in scenes. 
Um, and I had no idea until today what I was going to do with this. Um, I thought of uh, Camila Cabello. She's young enough. She could maybe do that role. Um, and ultimately, I went even younger with another singer who's been really big lately. And, you know, let's plug in Olivia Rodrigo. And maybe she can get her acting chops in doing some a role like that. She's been in things, I think. I was just going to oh, ask. She, yeah, she yeah. came from Disney Channel. Oh, I see. I just knew her from the songs, so. <laughs> yes, I did too. And then I was like, oh, she like wrote this album. And people are like, yeah, from the guy that she dated from the TV show she was on. I'm like, oh my gosh, she has a lot of feelings for someone who can't drive. Yeah, right. So, but I knew her just because of the songs and my daughter kind of introduced me to her, which is how I met most of these people. <laughs> it's like, dad, look at this. Yeah, that's not for me, but good. Glad you like it. Yeah, I had no idea she was on Disney Channel. I knew her from the songs too, so I didn't. And then I, even Zendaya was on Disney Channel, but I didn't know that until after I had seen her and some other stuff. So, um, yeah, they're, they're still they're still churning out the the child acting prodigies over there. So, for better and for worse, um, I went with China McLean, who. This was a this was a research one, but she's like she's good. I I know who this is. She's on. I know her from Black Lightning, which is a show on the CW. Um, she plays like the youngest daughter, and um, she has superpowers. And I haven't watched all of Black Lightning, but I watched the first season of it, and she's very good on it. And she starts to from the little I've seen after that first season, she kind of like her role especially in the first season is like she starts developing superpowers and she doesn't want them but then as the series progresses she starts to like kind of come into her own um and kind of taking ownership of her powers and stuff and i, th I think she's a really good actress and i think that this is a part that she could um kind of display her range a little bit as kind of like the the frantic you know sidekick character um i don't know i just think she'd be really good so that's what I want with for for Gretchen. Do, are any of you familiar with her at all? Have you seen her before? I've seen her, but I had to look her up to see who she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I I had to look her up too, and I don't I don't know that I recognize her from anything. I mean, maybe if I dug through her Wikipedia and saw exactly what she was in, I might have watched it and seen it, but didn't ring any bells. I can't name anything else that she's been in. I know she's been in other stuff. Um, but I know her like 100% for Black Lightning, and she's very good on that show. So, China McClain. Um, Karen Smith, another great character. Um, I'll start this one off. Karen Smith, um, played by Amanda Seyfried in the original. This is like the biggest like comic character out of the plastics. Um, you need someone a little bit spacey someone who's a little bit goofy. She has to play kind of like the dumb role, um, but she needs someone with comedic chops. For this one, I went with Willow Smith. I think that Willow could give like the spaciness and the kind of like quirkiness while also being funny. And I just want to see her in a movie. So I think that, uh, I think that she would be good for this role. So I went with, I went with Willow Smith for for Karen. Um, Emily, who did you go with? The fun pick of Willow. 
she's like a in terms of being very like giving that vibe of being someone very spacey of like um zoe kravitz um who would not be cast in this she is like definitely an adult um i went with maude apatow because she's in euphoria also i tried to be like diverse in like who was in the cast like how you went with like a full black cast arnold i was like i should try for all the different people of color let's like hit different people um and have like a mix and i was like well she's like she could do this she like she looks like she would be a good karen it, it was less about like the entire like acting piece because basically you just get high and be Karen. She's like very good on Euphoria and her dynamic with. Have you seen? Have you seen all of Euphoria? I watched a couple episodes and it's a very stressful show. Yeah, <laughs> she's good. There's an episode where, um, it's the episode where, um. Is her name Rue? Is Zendaya Rue on that show? So her, so she and Maude Apatow's character, um, they're like friends on the show. And there's a there's an episode where Rue is going through like some kind of like manic depressive episode, and she's like imagining herself as like a cop solving a crime, and her and Maude Apatow are like partners solving this crime and like that those scenes are just like incredible like just acting wise and they're young actors but they're just like it's very good acting and their um dynamic between the two of them is very good so mod avatar i like a lot like she's that's a great pick um aaron who did you go with uh so this is where i circle back to ariana grande um if you'd seen some of the disney stuff that she's been in, which I have because of my kid. She plays a complete space cadet in, I don't even know what show it is, but the only thing I've ever seen her in that my kid watched, like just play, has already basically played that role, but even more space cadet-y than, than this role. So I, I think I just went ahead and slid her in there because I'm like, I know she can do it. She does still look young enough, even though she is on the older side as far as 28. So that's where I slid her into this one. That's a good pick. Like that is, that is a role she'd crush. I agree. I agree. She could definitely play like the, the role of the someone where you're like, what did you just say? Like that's, she would crush that. I agree completely. You have some great picks tonight. I'm enjoying this one. Let's go to Janice Ian. Another really iconic character, originally played by Lizzie Kaplan. This is the character that befriends Katie at first, and, you know, they try to, they plot to take down the plastics, and then, you know, Katie gets in too deep, and then Janice gets a little resentful of her. Um, kind of like the outsider, kind of pseudo-goth character. Um, Aaron, who did you go with for Janice Ian? Um, so I originally thought of, uh, Brianna Hildebrand. She was in, what was her X-Men character name in Deadpool? Um, you know, um, she's currently in Lucifer. If you watch that on Netflix, 
Uh, Negasonic um, Teenage Warhead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Negasonic, right. Yeah. Um, you know, because she can play that kind of gothy look um, and is a good actress. I mean, she is funny, can deadpan, you know, do a lot of the things that this role could really require. Um, but I went ahead and just took a flyer on another singer um, because apparently that's what I like to do. And I decided to put Billie Eilish in this role. And just let her have some fun with it. You know, she she's very creative. Um, not your classic beauty type. She's a very pretty girl. Lizzie Kaplan is a very attractive woman, you know, but you know, happy to wear baggy clothes and do all of that. I think she would fit this role really quite nicely. Yeah, I think she brings an edge to her that fits the role for sure. Has she acted in anything? No, but she's also, she might be the youngest person we've named so far. She just turned 18 in like the last year or two. Wow. She's a child. Uh, yeah. Olivia Rodrigo's young too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I think it's probably because that's where I hear young people the most is music more than TV and stuff is why I've selected so many people who do music. But, uh, you know, everybody wants to do everything these days, so why the hell not? You got to be versatile, for sure. I uh, My Billie Eilish story is that I was in Portland, uh, spring of 19, for a work conference. And I was at a, um, I was at a restaurant having dinner um, near the Moda Center, which is where the, the Blazers play. And I was looking out the window, and there was this, like, hundreds of teenage girls just walking around just everywhere to the point that it was just like noticeable, right? Like you, you see a lot of, you know, Portland's a big city. There's going to be a lot of people walking around, but it's just like hundreds and thousands of teenage girls everywhere. And it's like, what is going on? And I like looked at, I like walked outside after I got done and I looked at the motor center and I saw Billie Eilish was there that night um, playing a concert. So I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's pretty wild. That's a good pick, though. Yeah, I think that she would do, she would kill that role. I agree. I went with, um, I went with Amanda Stenberg here. That this is my, uh, this is my Amanda role. Um, we mentioned her before. I just think that she could, um, she could bring an edge to the role as well. And, um, I also think that the relationship between her and Zendaya would be good. Like the, the first part of the movie where they're like friends and they become like confidants and stuff. I think that the interplay between the two of them would be really good. So I went with her. Um, Emily, who did you go with? Going back to how um, Janice is kind of like this goth looking person and like Janice is great, but still kind of has like an edge to her. I thought of Haley Steinfeld. She was in Pitch Perfect 2 and probably 3. I don't know if I've seen 3. Um, but she is funny, but can also like be pretty serious and deadpan and another musician. It's there a lot of the youths they are musicians and they're actors. She, I think, was I. I think I first saw her maybe in True Grit, where she was oh, like, right. the, yeah. 
the the child role in that and so i think that i was like surprised when she because i think that i saw her first as an actress and then she started singing yeah. but maybe she started singing first i don't know i was introduced to her first as an actress i think she was nominated for an oscar for that movie actually um she was in the edge of 17 she's very good in that role and she definitely brings an edge if you've seen that movie she's um dealing with a lot of stuff in that movie and definitely has an edge to her so um this is a, that's a good pick i think she would do well in that role too um Great actress, gonna be in that uh, in that Hawkeye TV show. Have y'all watched the Marvel TV shows? I know uh, Emily, you have, right? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's do Damian Lee. Uh, Damian, he, Damian, Janice, and Katie are kind of like the trio at the beginning. Um, the there's the thing in the burn book where it says Damian's almost too gay to function. Another iconic line. Um, yeah, I agree with Emily. You need to like have seen the movie or else these lines are like crazy offensive. Um, I went with, so this one is one that I copied actually, I guess last from, from Emily last week, but I went with Lil Nas X for, for Damien. Um, I think that, you know, he would break, Damien is just like very charismatic and what is Lil Nas X if not charismatic? So I think that he would be, I think he would fit in well with that role. Um, Aaron, who did you go with? I selected Austin Crute. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Not I don't think I'm. Sure. I don't think I'm familiar. Um, so, he, did you watch Daybreak on Netflix? Um, it was a zombie show, kind of kids in a high school running around, and uh, Matthew Broderick was in it. He was in that as one of the kind of funnier main characters and that's where I knew him from. Um, so that's, you know, again, young person. Okay. I think, yes, he can do this because it is a funny role. Um, and I thought he was good in that show. So that's about all I know about it. So <laughs> really got deep on that one. Emily, are you familiar? I'm looking at his IMDb. He like was in Atlanta and he played the Justin Bieber. And now that I like look at oh, him, yeah. like, this guy's super familiar. Yes. Oh my gosh. That, that was a great like episode. Forever ago. That's such a funny episode. Yeah. So the premise of that episode is just like, what if Justin Bieber was actually black? And it's just like they treat him like it's, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's a celebrity basketball game. And it's like our celebrity is Justin Bieber and it's like this black kid. And like in that universe, Justin Bieber is black. Um, that is a great episode. No, that's a good pick. Yeah, he's great. That's a really good pick. He was, I saw that he is also in the movie Booksmart. Looking at his IMDb, which is a movie I have not seen, uh, but want to. That was one of those, you know how there's movies that, you know, you say like, yeah, I'm going to see that in the theater. And it's just like, you never have time to do it. Like that's one of those 100%. But I need to like stream that movie. because Yes, it's very, very good funny. Things. Okay. Yep. See, everyone, I don't think I've heard a single person say it's not like amazing. So definitely need to go with that. Um, Emily, who did you go with for, for Damien? So I went with, and I am sorry if I botched this, Nakuri Gatwa. He is in sex education and is very funny. He plays the friend um, on it and he is just like, he plays Eric. He's like always the most fun. Cause he's just like a very extravagant character on this where like he's gay. And I mean, there's episodes where you're like, Oh, does his family know? But it's like, 
he puts on like full makeup and he's just very extra and um just like very sharp and very um fun to watch so i thought he would be fun he is british or he's scottish but like you know everyone's american to be in american movies it's fine they can do the accent work it's all good um so sex education good show right i've never seen it but i've heard good things about it yeah i've watched the full first season and parts of the second season i know the third season came out there's too much tv to watch and yeah like yeah (laughs) i'm just like "Ah, i'll watch an episode here an episode there um it just is like one it's just funny it's a funny show but it also addresses kind of like heavier topics and it's good that it's set not in the u.s but i think it's conversations that should be happening in the u.s as it relates to like sex education and um like being in high school and it's just hard it's a very awkward time for everyone and they're just like some unrealistic things, expectations and things that people are, you know, everyone say, oh, I did this thing, but like no one is doing that. And that show kind of like shows that. And then like one of the characters, Otis, he like his mom is a sex therapist. And so then he starts sharing the thing. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole bit. And it's very funny. So it's all these like pretty serious topics but it's wrapped up in humor so it makes it very easy to just like consume all at once yeah we're a very repressed society when it comes to like actually having like conversations about sex um, in america yeah pretty prude and it's kind of like juxtaposed with like really sexualized like media images and stuff like that and um, but yeah, when it talks to actually, when it comes to actually like talking through it, like in a healthy way, we're very, very repressed in that. I got, I got in trouble at dinner tonight. We had Chinese food takeout. And so there were fortune cookies. And of course I read it and put in bed on the end of it, uh, as you do. And my wife looked at me like I was being super inappropriate because my 11 year old was there. And she kind of looked at me at first and then started laughing. She's like, she doesn't know what you're talking about. I'm like, she's 11. <laughs> she knows exactly what I'm talking about. You can't, you pretend these kids don't know. They know. You know. The internet. Yeah, like that's exactly. the thing is like, they have access to all these things. They have access to Netflix, which is like, some things are soft porn. There are things on HBO, soft porn. Kids like, no, they just don't. They see like the glamorized media version of it. And that's the problem. Yeah, Exactly. So for our listeners, our next the next series that me and Emily we're gonna do we're gonna do a um, a series on like sex and relationships. Um, just call in and give us your questions. I'm kidding. That's not gonna happen. That's a joke. It's gonna be like, oh really? Because my thing will be like, first let's talk about consent. Let's start there. Let's learn about that, and then we'll go well, listen, from there. Listen, maybe we'll talk off air. Maybe we can workshop something. We'll we'll work through some kind of thing. Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll do that. That's the next the next frontier for us for this podcast. Love it. Uh, so the next one, <clears throat> excuse me. Next character that I have on the list here is Aaron Samuels, and this like at the top of the podcast, I talked about like one that was really difficult. This is the the difficult one for me because I'm like looking for like young heartthrob black male actors in their 20s, and there really aren't any. Like the the guys that you're thinking about, your Michael B. Jordans, your Jonathan Majors, your whoever else, Emily's, I see the facial expressions. She's a big fan of those, of the names that I'm missing right now. Um, they're all in their 30s. 
So um, it's, it's, it was tougher to find someone in their 20s. Um, I ended up going with um, Ashton Sanders, who is probably the most famous from Moonlight, um, which is another movie that I have not seen. Another one that is just like I had been meaning to see it forever. I haven't gotten to it. Pretty embarrassed by it, but that's my life because I know I need to see it. Um, but I went with him just because he was just like, you know, I, I needed someone that like the main character, Zendaya, in this case for me, would like, you know, would be attractive enough that she would be like, oh, my gosh, like, I just want to like talk to this to this guy or whatever um, and be like self-conscious about it. So I don't know. That's who I went with. Um, Aaron, who did you go with? Uh, yeah, this was it was hard for me, too, because this one there's not a lot of substance in this character really i mean he doesn't have a lot of lines he's just kind of in the movie um so i think the look of this person obviously really mattered it's supposed to be you know the classically handsome so i just googled uh hot actors under 25 <laughs> and picked uh jace norman out of that category i'm gonna have to look him up jace yeah, norman just kind you know of the- strong jawline uh cheekbones you know classically handsome dude and i have couldn't tell you what he was in i just looked at pictures of these dudes and selected one that's fair you're right i mean it's kind of a nothing (laughs) part right like it's i i was i was looking at someone so like i had this project of where i wanted to be like all black cast and so literally like i was looking for someone who was attractive enough that the main character would like lust after him and so I don't know. It's 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 definitely a very physical role in that you have to look at the guy and be like, yeah, he's really handsome. So um I get it for sure. Emily, who did you go end up going with? So I also had some challenges and I had to be like, okay, who because I knew I wanted it to be a person of color and I landed on someone who was black, but I was like, okay, who is like young, a young man and a person of color? that everyone thinks is attractive. Um, and I actually have no idea other than Noah Centineo, who I was like, mm, mm, eh. he's like a pretty mediocre white man. Like, mm. And so um, another grownish actor, I picked Trevor Jackson because he does play a guy who has substance, but also at times does not have substance. Initially I thought to go to like, um, dear white people on that cast everyone on that cast looks old and they're playing college students and they look too old to be college students um and so that's how, kind of how i'm like well on grownish who's on that show and like who is everyone like oh this guy's so attractive and trevor jackson is like a good looking dude that i feel like if he were in high school like lots of girls would be like that guy's hot and if he like plays football or whatever Right. Like that's kind of my my thought process with it. Now, do young girls or like high school age girls think this this guy's hot? I have no idea. That's a oddly not a demographic I ever see in a city where there's more dogs than children. We need more young male heartthrobs of color. Hollywood, if you're listening to this podcast. Mindy Kaling's trying. She is trying on um, never have I ever. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I just looked him up. He's a good looking man. So there you go. So let's go to 
let's go to Miss Norberry, which is the role that um, Tina Fey plays originally. Not in the movie a whole lot, but is um, someone that we needed to cast here. And so, um, Emily, who did you go with for Miss Norberry? I went with Jessica Williams. She, I think she's hilarious and would do this part really well. Like she would be engaging. And because to your point, she's not in the movie a lot, but every moment that Miss Norberry is in the scene, it's an impactful moment for her. It's not just like a throwaway. Oh, she's just here. Like she has something to say. She takes up space without overwhelming the entire scene or taking up like what the, what else is going on. This is a role that has to be funny. You know, you have to have yeah. someone with a comedic background and Jessica Williams definitely has that. She was on the daily show. She had her own show for a little bit. Um, I think that's a good pick. Uh, I would really love to see her in a, in a role like this. Um, Hollywood again, we're talking to you, make it happen. Um, I went with Regina Hall just cause I was looking for, I wanted there to be, I wanted there to be like an age gap between the teacher and then like the rest of the students. So even though the rest of the, my cast is like in their twenties, like Regina Hall is in her late forties. So I think that there's a big enough age gap there that it's, you know, they would see her as a teacher, but I also didn't want her to be like, I didn't want it to be someone who was like in her sixties. Um, so I went with Regina Hall and she's just hilarious. Like just a very funny comedic actress. Um, so I went with Regina Hall. Aaron, who did you go with? Well, I was going to totally cop out and say Tina Fey um, because she can still play this role. Wouldn't really matter. Um, but if you hadn't noticed earlier, I, I probably have watched Deadpool um, too recently. Um, so I went with Zazzy Beats. Um, she's funny and uh, as Domino. Um, you know, at times in her, her magical power of luck, but, uh, you know, and I think it would be, she's just old enough, you know, that kids would still relate to her, which I think that's the key with the, that character to some extent is the kids don't completely disrespect her. Um, she's young enough that they kind of listen to her, but not old and jaded, like say, our upcoming principal selection probably will be, you know, so that's, uh, that's where I went with that. Great pick. Um, I'm a big fan of Zazzy beats. That will be the end of my comments on Zazzy beats as I don't want to get in trouble with my wife. Let's go to, uh, let's go to the principal, principal Duvall, um, Tim Meadows in the, in the original movie. So I wanted to go with someone. I'll go first, I guess. I wanted to go with someone who, um, you know, Tim Meadows was on SNL. Um, funny guy. My pick isn't known as a comedic actor, but he was in the Barbershop series, and he has a little bit of an underlying comedic thing that he got to play some funny card. He's, like, more of a heartthrob. I know, like, back in the day, at least. I make him sound old. He's not, like, super old. But, like, back in the day, he was more known as a heartthrob. Too old to play the heartthrob in this movie, certainly. But I went with Michael Ely. Um, again, I wanted someone who was had a little bit of an age gap between the student cast. Um, so he's like, oh, you know, um, solidly well-known black actor, been in a lot of movies. Um, and again, I just thought of him in Barbershop, where he's more of like the 
he's the straight man in a lot of ways, but he kind of has like the low key humor in those movies. Um, and I think that um, he could kind of bring that kind of like low key, like insults you without you realizing it energy to, um, to this pick. So that's why I went with Emily. Who did you go with? I saw this as an opportunity to throw in people that I'm like, oh, they're no longer under 25. Like all the people who I'm like, oh, who would I want to see in a movie like this? Like an iconic movie if it were to be remade, you know, in some way. So Donald Glover, I thought would be very funny. Um, Maybe just because, you know, we watched Atlanta this year and talked about that. And so I'm like, ah, yeah, Donald Glover can kind of play like that very mild character who can also just like go off when the time is needed i'm thinking of when he like walks around with the baseball bat and he's just like oh hell no and just is like losing his mind and he's like oh why am i here what is going on and like can't deal when they're in the auditorium and he's like i no, i'm done um i i felt like he could be that person and he's like he's in his late 30s now mid mid to late 30s he was my first pick for this. Like I thought of him originally. I just wanted someone just like a little bit older than him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's not like he, there's certainly principals who are in their late thirties. So that's not like a, it's not a stress to see him as a high school principal. And I mean, obviously he's got the comedic chops for it. So I think it's a great pick. I just wanted, I personally just wanted someone a little bit. I wanted like the gap between yeah. the students and the, and the staff to be like significant. Um, which honestly, like, like as we said before, like in the original movie, isn't really because like Rachel McAdams and Tina Fey, like there's not a lot of even R- Rachel McAdams and Amy Poehler, who plays her mom, like they're like five years apart or something like that. So, um, but I don't know. I was just a little bit more of a stickler for that type of thing. But Donald Glover's a great pick. That's who I was gonna go with originally. Um, Aaron, who did you pick? Oh, I went to the oldest character of any of us here. Um, in part because of the way I reimagined making this movie work um, updated to the times because the the burn book wouldn't be a physical book anymore. Um, it would be a collection of snaps that one of them saved later and put it on a blog or something. You know what I mean? It, it would be some kind of technological thing. So I wanted to go older where, where somebody who could be a little more out of touch with that um, so I went to comedian, um, podcaster, actor, Mark Marin. Cause he can Great play pick. cranky and the, the scene in the, in the, the gym where he's like, you know, tell me about it. Blah, blah, and then he's like, wait, I can't relate to this. See, you know, yeah. he's like, yeah, this is not my discussion. I'm out, you know, Marin would be able to pull that off and the confusion of it all. Um, and Tim Meadows is, is great. So, um, I had to put somebody in there that I knew could pull that scene off. Marin is great. I think of him from glow. He's incredible on glow. Um, and he would play like if he brought the energy from glow to the principal, like it'd be perfect. That's a really good, that's a really good pick. Yeah. Super kind of jaded, cranky, been there a long time principal. You know, I, yeah, that's what I was going for here. Just to, like I said, as you update the concept of the movie, just put them a little bit even more out of touch than Tim Meadows' character would have been. I'd also like to take this time to say that Glow was unfairly canceled. They were going to bring it back for another season, and they didn't. Um, 
So screw you, Netflix. (laughs) Uh, So my last one here, and I know that I think that you two might have a couple more characters. This is my last character that I have on my list. Um, This is the Amy Poehler character, uh, June George, Regina George's mom. Um, You know, not the regular mom. I'm like the cool mom. That might be like the most iconic line from the movie. Um, So, um, Emily, who did you go with for for June for uh, Regina George's mom? Another SNL alum who I think would be very funny and could be like a very Midwestern-y mom in this case. I don't feel like... um, Amy Poehler like has that vibe. She does feel like a mom and, but when I imagine them in like California, um, but the rest of the movie, I'm like, they're, they're not in California. Um, so I thought Kristen Wiig, cause she could still be like that bougie mom who's still, you're still like, you're in the suburbs, calm down. Uh, and I recently watched Barb and Star go to Del Mar. And so I was thinking about her and I'm like, yeah, she could do this. And like, she has so much range and that, that scene where she's like, do you all need anything? I could see Kristen Wiig doing that. Just like, well, okay, bye. Um, (laughs) that, that's what I imagined. I don't know if like, I truly imagine she could be Ariana Grande's mom, but like, it's also weird that Amy Poehler would be playing, Rachel McAdams' mom. So it's like not the scenes together and more like what happens with the character. I was thinking about it. That makes sense. And I I mean, of course, like you're going to go with another SNL alum. Um, That's, you know, she would definitely bring the right energy to it. um, 100%. Um, That character is so like, it's that's a character that purely exists to get laughs. Like maybe the most, the character in the entire movie whose entire function is like, it's not to be a developed character in any sense. Like the, the point of that character is to make you laugh. And um, Kristen Wiig would be really good at that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tina Fey was probably like, I need something that Amy Poehler can do. She can do this character. I went with uh, Gabrielle Union. Because I want to see her in more comedies. I think that she has a very good comedic streak in her. And um, I think that she would do well. She, she is, um, you know, an accomplished actress, been in a lot of movies. Is more known, I think, as being like kind of the um, femme fatale kind of in a lot of those the movies that she's in. Or just like the person who's just like so beautiful that they're kind of unattainable or whatever. But she also, she's been, especially like in the teen movie she was in she got a chance to show a little bit more of a comedic side. So I think that she would do, do all here. And there's at least a, a big enough age gap between her and Zendaya that she could, it's believable that she could be her parent. Um, so I went with that. I don't know why I'm such a stickler on that, but I don't know. I guess I am. Um, Aaron, who did you go with? Um, so this is where I'm uh, the giant plot hole in my whole casting thing. <laughs> so, so cause I'm going to film this movie this way and I'm not even going to mention it. And people are just going to have to wonder how this works. Um, But I went with uh, Eliza Schlesinger, the comedian. She's uh, really funny. She was uh, in uh, Spencer confidential, um, but she's a very funny comedian. Um, uh, Age wise about right in that mid thirties, uh, ballpark um like i said the plot hole is that amanda would be her daughter 
figure out how you want to do that. We're not going to talk about it when I film this movie. It's just going to be what it is, and we're going to go on. Um, so there'd be a lot of internet chatter. Is how does this work? What is she? You know. <laughs> so, well, is hey. it mainly? Is, is she mixed? I don't know. She, she looks mixed. mixed. Yeah. She might be. Um, yeah, I think she's mixed. They could just like because they do show have the scene with the dad when he looks just so put out. Yeah. Like, you just show. I don't know. Put Michael Strahan in there. That works. But you know, I've you know, you can have fun with imagining. Oh, she's a stepmom. She's a, you know, the overbearing stepmom type situation, right? Where you want to be the cool mom, and you know, that's tropes been done before. Or you know, it could be an adopted kid. It could be there. Could be lots of ways to look at it. But we're just not going to talk about it in my version and let the audience decide how they want that to work. <laughs> The deep listeners of this show might remember that I found out, I think on air, that um, Emily was mixed. Like, I did not know that. And I was just like, I think maybe after we started re- stopped recording, I was like, are you mixed? Like, yeah. I'm like, damn, like, I can usually tell, but I don't know. It just, that was, that was a, I was just like, oh my God, how did I not? I was just real dumb. Yeah. Well, this cool. was just kind of, kind of. We've been doing the pot a while. Yeah. I kind of saw this as an opportunity to just say it doesn't matter you know yeah. um it is what it is and just accept it and go on you know so um but and i think she's hilarious so she would play that drunk boozy mm-hmm. kind of mom really well so that's it for my list so i know that emily has kevin g do you have a kevin g aaron i i we talked about it a little bit that's one i could not okay I, I couldn't put a name to it so i just i just passed i punted so I want to get into that. I'll I'll have Emily give her pick for Kevin G. And then um, do you have any other characters that you had casted? Or, or, okay, so Aaron is done casting. I'm done casting. Uh, Emily, who do you have for Kevin G? Kevin G is an iconic character from his rap to the, like, part of the mathletes. And then when Katie's like, I'm not interested in dating you. And he's like, I only date women of color. I'm like, well, that's like, the only time that's ever going to be said on anything. And it's just Facts. like, it's so funny. For Like, I don't know. I always laugh about it because I'm just like, can you imagine just someone saying that to someone like Lindsay Lohan or Regina, or not Regina George, um, Rachel McAdams, when they're like, oh, I'm like hitting on you. And they're like, no, I, in society, in the way like the hierarchy of like who's attractive works, I'm not actually interested in you. It's just, it's, not humbling for me, but I feel like it's humbling for someone. Anyway, so Kevin G, very funny character. And so I was thinking Chanel Coulard, um, another sex education um, actor. And he's just like pretty. He's very attractive. And I, I'm like, who is a young, like Southeast Asian person? And I was thinking about... um so I like watched um, Never Have I Ever, which has a lot of characters who are Southeast Asian, but like the men for the most part are like adult men. And so it didn't like work, but I'm like, okay, like who? So like, this is an opportunity to have more Southeast Asian men and things that are not like Bollywood movies. And maybe it's just the content I'm watching, but I'm like, I'm watching pretty like, mainstream stuff and it should not be this hard to find young people of color and when i say that i don't mean i someone who's young and black like yeah we should be able to find people who are young and black 
we should be able to find people who are young and Asian, young people who are young and Southeast Asian, like, and get people familiar with that so that they're not just like, oh, well, this is what someone from like the Middle East looks like. Uh, that's a lot of area. People can look a lot of different ways or they're from Africa. They can look a lot of different ways. So like just getting more people, more diversity, just for people to understand that. So um, that was probably more of the, I'm like, we need to have this than like Kevin being a very important character in Mean Girls. I'm glad that you cast him though. Cause you're right. Like he has some like incredible lines and he's a very, he is a memorable character. He's like a, um, definitely a side character or, you know, he's part of the ensemble, but he's got some, he's got some memorable lines. And I agree with everything you said, as far as like representation and, and getting someone in the movie that, um, that people can like kind of see. And then like a lot of people can see themselves in. So that's a great pick. Yeah. I, and I tried to find somebody for that character. Cause I agree that it's a, an important character in the movie, even if it is a smaller part, but I just couldn't, I didn't know enough to, to be able to select the right person. So I just, like I said, I punted because punting is winning. I think that's fair. Cause again, it took a lot of searching of different shows where I'm like, what have I watched that I know that someone's on this and like, what? All right. No, I, Hassan Minaj is, you know, in his thirties, can't play a high school student. It'd be weird. It'd be very weird. Yeah. There's so many like characters or, or actors, actresses that, I would have fit in, but like, I, like Aaron said, like I tried to keep it to like 25 and below as much as I could. So, um, but again, you just see the challenges of like young actors of color, actresses, like we just got to get more of them out there. So Hollywood. this was, fun. this was fun though. This was a lot of fun. We had some good picks tonight. We are yeah, going for to, sure. We're was, going to uh, do um, next, uh, next week. We're going to do, um, what are we doing next week? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yes. That's going to An- be good. another movie full of young people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I might, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It'll work out. It'll work yeah. out. But, um, you know, I just wanted to say it's, it's been fun doing this and I'm, I'm glad that you picked this movie, uh, again, cause it's one like last week when we did, uh, trading places and you hadn't seen it Emily this is one that I hadn't really seen um but at least I knew about it I didn't I couldn't go to people and say I'd never heard of it <laughs> so, I would just say I was homeschooled that's like my go-to when people are like you haven't seen this I'm like I was that's homeschooled I wasn't allowed to watch anything even though that's a lie <laughs> sheltered yeah we'll at least have like less the, the cast is a lot smaller for breakfast club. So yeah. I think we'll, we, we should be able to make something shake. I'm looking forward to it. Um, thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Emily. Thank you all for listening. Uh, looking forward to our discussion for next week and we will see you then. <laughs>